Glad to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue. After listening to Matt LaFleur, I got a question for you. That's coming up. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us? Do so. Hey, our friends at Skipper Bud's reminding you that it's that time of year. Uh, If you are looking for some outdoor adventure because you're not going to be doing the big family vacation, because uh, some of the prices and things that are just too high, you're going to do some staycations, some stay-at-home stuff. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself on the water. Or if you've already got a boat, maybe you want to trade it in and upgrade, or maybe you have uh, an accessory need, such as some of the floaty islands and such. So you can you can track us uh, track them down in many different facets uh, at Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. That's skipperbuds.com. Or get a hold of our buddy over there, the uh, the general manager is uh, Todd, and my buddy Ryan is in service, and they are finishing up my boat, which I cannot wait to get back. But you can check out the huge selection of yachts and pontoons and sport and deck boats, fishing boats, accessories, you name it, they got it. Go to Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. And if you go in over there and you see Ryan, say, uh, just ask him, say, uh, um, hey, nudge, 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 is uh, Bill's boat done yet? Just checking. Just checking. Um, so what did you not hear? Sometimes I always talk about what is said and what isn't said. What did you not hear regarding, uh, regarding Matt LaFleur and his discussion? One thing I did not hear was anybody ask specifically about, and I can't believe it, about David Bakhtiari. Now, David Bakhtiari, as Matt LaFleur stated, uh, should be ready for training camp. The last time these two teams, or this uh, two teams, the last time these two entities, Matt Lafleur and the media met. So they say uh, he was asked about him last week and said that uh, they are aiming, aiming for training camp, aiming for training camp, aiming for training camp. But didn't say he's, yeah, he's he's ready to go for training camp. Didn't say that. Just find it interesting, that's all. No uh, official word, but find it interesting that, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's when they're kind of aiming for him to come back. But no update. So, Ben, what you and I were kind of hoping to hear was that, yeah, he's going to be okay. He's going to be good to go. We didn't get that again today. I think he's starting to get nervous. Oh, with Bakhtiari? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be nervous if last year and the way that played out didn't happen. But LaFleur did point out, like, he did play in a game at the end of the year. Like, he has, you know, played in games. I'm a little Mm -hmm. nervous. I will say the position is very deep. So I'm confident that, you know, they're still going to be set as roster-wise. I do think we went over two though during that press conference because you didn't get anything about Bakhtiari, and I didn't get any good sound bites. There, yeah, there was not a whole lot there uh, that was going to give us any kind of uh, a replay ability. I agree with that. Uh, it was uh, some of the questions right out of the gate when asked about um, you know Aaron Rodgers. Hey, what's Aaron going to be doing? Uh, Matt Lafleur said, "Quote: He'll be doing everything." That's pretty much it. Uh, Yeah, he's going to be out there and go through the individual, and he'll do some of um, 
you know, a lot of what we're doing team-wise is jog through. So he'll he'll handle those reps and then some of the seven-on-seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He'll, he'll be doing everything. Yay. Yay. Um, they also said that uh, they, they, being those other members of this team in that building, need to feel his energy, need to be there so he can develop chemistry with the young guys and get that relationship going on and off the field which is the stuff that you and I have been saying all along, but they He's need just to going his... to grind on you. Yes. Yes. Wise words from a wise man. Uh, yeah, they are uh, going to feel his energy. What kind of energy is that? What kind of energy does Aaron Rodgers give off? I think it depends on the day of the week. Right. Like Sunday, there's um, some fire, you know? Yeah, Sunday, there's some, there's some stuff, you know. But what kind of energy? I'm just out here hanging with Tom. I'm just hanging out just with Tom. There you go. Uh, Sammy Watkins has done quite a bit. <laughs> and he's getting reps as he needs. And uh, the only piece of information that was, as we already alluded to prior to the uh, presser, was that everybody that is, as he qualified, again, when they say, hey, is everybody here? Everybody that is currently signed is here, what Matt LaFleur said. And then the follow-up immediately was, which I applaud. Who I don't even know who asked the question, but it was, does that mean Alan Lazard is here or not here? I have not seen Alan today. So there you go. Can we, can we start holding Matt LaFleur accountable? Like, is, can someone talk to him and say, like, you need to give – the radio producers in the state something to work with here yeah yeah you got to have some you got to have some kind of a sound bite you know you got to have a denny green you know crown them crown their asses you got to have something they are who they thought we were and we are what we thought we weren't yes what uh, yeah they're just minor stuff i don't know it's something. time we it's time we hold them accountable something and uh, I am, uh, our, I, I guess the most shocking thing coming out of the presser when Mike Clemens asked the question regarding the wedding was that Mike wasn't there. I can't believe Mike wasn't at the <laughs> wedding of Sean McVay. I thought for sure Mike would have figured out a way to get actually into the wedding, but that did not come to pass, unfortunately. Mike was not on the guest list. But, uh, but yeah, Mike, uh, Mike asked about the wedding and about everybody being together. So that, there was not a whole lot in that. There's not much to grab onto. Then again, it's OTAs and mini camps and mandatory and all that kind of stuff. But um, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll get practice videos today. Those are all that. Matters. Yeah, we'll get some videos. It's it's you know guys in shorts and a pass from Aaron Rodgers. There's Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God! Can you believe it? He's doing what he's been doing the last 16 years. Oh my God! It's crazy. He's there. Speaking of weddings, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Lombardi Trophy yesterday at Lafleur's, yes. right? Yes. So yes. Brooks Kepka had ludicrous perform at his wedding. Is one of those really? cooler okay. and a bigger flex? I think it might be the ludicrous thing. Um. Yeah, that's you know if you're gonna, who would you hire to do your wedding, Ben? If you were uh, if you were to do the nuptial thing, who would you hire to come and be the entertainment for your wedding? Oh man. I don't know. Who might that be? See, I would have to hire somebody that has a bunch of hits. They're not going to come in and play a bunch of songs nobody doesn't know and then finally give you the one-hit wonder song at the very end and drop the mic and leave. 
Yeah, Ludacris has. To... He's he's all over the place with hits, I feel yeah. like. So um, if you're going to make it a dance party or a rock party, who would you hire? This might sound crazy. I'm kind of a cover band guy. I feel like if you bring really? I feel like if you bring one of the big shots, then the expectations are way too high. But a cover band, everybody knows what you're going to get, and they can go do the hits from everybody. So they hit all the right spots with all the music everyone wants to hear. Okay. I can see that. I haven't really thought it through, you know. I'm young. I would have but. to have a combination. I would have to have uh if I would do local Oh, that's a good question. Local bands. Cheap Shots, Madison County, Cherry Pie. Those would probably be the three up on my list. But if I was going to do a, ladies and gentlemen, mic drop, rock the house, dance party, Flo Rida. I think Flo Rida. Special guest, MC Rob Bass. But probably Flo Rida. I have to do Flo Rida, I think. That might not be a bad way to go. Can it be Flo Rida and Justin Bieber? Because I would go to that wedding. Bieber? Really? Oh, man. I, they're the same era of music. Oh, well. Oh. I don't know. I like yeah, Bieber. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I'm not a huge Bieber fan. I don't want him to do a ballad. He gets some weird ballads. I, I would certainly do Flo Rida, though. Flo Rida had pumped a house. And the only reason I know this is because when we were in Minnesota, myself and Mike Clemens... Uh, we went to a party that we kind of weaseled our way into, but uh, we ended up hanging out with Florida, and that guy was one badass dude. Oh, man. Uh, is is Mike on hold? He is. I think Mike went to a party in Arizona with 50 Cent years ago, but uh, Mike Clemens, the man that I thought was invited to uh, Sean McVay's wedding and ultimately, I think, cooked the Lombardi cake was uh, was Mike Clemens, who was now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, buddy? Actually, I asked LaFleur about that today. I mean, because... If you, I mean, can you believe it was 10 years ago, Aaron Rodgers is here as a young quarterback, already had won a Super Bowl, then he goes 15-1, and one, then he's won and done against the Giants and Eli Manning, who went go and beat Tom Brady a second time. And meanwhile, Mal LaFleur and Sean McVay and these other guys are either, you know, golfers for the Texans or part of the Mike Shanahan staff with the then Washington Redskins. And now here's Sean McVay, 35 years old. He's got this beautiful model uh, wife Veronica that he's married and half of his buddies are now NFL head coaches like LaFleur and Zach Taylor with Cincinnati and even Kevin O'Connell the new Vikings head coach and you know he and LaFleur are sitting at the table at McVay's wedding Saturday night eating slices of Lombardi trophy wedding cake I mean how good is the life for these guys right Mm-hmm. right so I and I just try to get LaFleur to say you know you believe how far you guys have come but he, he said hey, it's a great tight-knit group of friends, but I, you know, you start thinking hard about coaching trees from either Bill Walsh to Mike Holmgren or all the guys that come off of Belichick. But the McVeigh tree is impressive, and McVeigh is only 35 years old. So practice is just getting started here. The first of three mandatory minicamp practices, and for some reason, we're inside. Uh, you know, it's mostly sunny, and there's fans gathering outside of the Nitschke Field, but he's got them going first going through some plays indoors. There's a number 19. There's a number 10. There's Aaron. Okay, there's Rodgers, and he's just taking a snap right now. Uh, I'm going to try and see if I can see. Uh, there's Randall Cobb. Try to see if uh, Sammy Watkins is here. So today we learned in our press conference with LaFleur, 
although none of us have, in the media have seen Sammy Watkins, you know, they have like three OTA sessions a week. One, they hope they let us in as the media. And apparently, Sammy Watkins has been at the other two. Uh, so he has hmm. been in Green Bay. He's been going to these classroom sessions and working out. And so when we talked a little bit about attendance today, then I followed that up and I said, what about Lazard? And Fleur said, I have not seen Alan yet, which means Alan Lazard is still in this limbo with the Packers where uh, he thinks he's going to get another offer from another team uh, to try and match his tender, and then the Packers would have to do that. I don't, do you see that happening, another NFL team? I don't. Not unless somebody and goes I'll, down with an injury. Yeah, yeah. So, But anyway, Lazard's still not here because he still hasn't signed his tender with Russ Ball or Brian Gutekinds and the Green Bay Packers. So I, I guess, Mike, does he start to get fined for all of this after a while because he hasn't signed, or does he uh, is he uh, you know he's uh, avoid the, from he, that? Yeah, he's not signed. He's not signed. I don't see how they could if they haven't signed him. If he hasn't agreed to being signed, they've tendered him. Uh, I don't think he can be. That's a good question, but I don't think he can be fined since he's officially not a Green Bay Packer right now. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I wasn't positive about that. So, But really, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. If you are uh, Alan Lazard, you're a guy that's probably one of the better route runners. You know the system. You're you're kind of coming in with the lead role right now, right, short of Randall Cobb? Well, most experience, obviously all those games that you've had with Aaron Rodgers over the last three years after being picked up from the Jaguars and you know going from – practice squad in Green Bay the f- December before to a key player when Devontae was out for four or five weeks with that hamstring injury a couple of seasons ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm imagining the Packers are just going to let this play out and get them in at some point. You know, at some point there's an end point, but obviously Lazard's agent is saying, hey, let's, if it's only a one-year deal, let's get the most out of it while we can. Or, they're trying to get the Packers interested in a three-year deal, or you know that that's a part of it as well. And that's something that I'm sure that there's some national guys right now calling some agents out in LA to say, "Hey, what's what's going on with Alan Lazard in Green Bay?" Hey, real quick before I let you go, Mike. So these mandatory mini camps, uh, obviously Rogers is there, and and Lafleur talked about the importance of Rogers' energy and being in the building, and he talked about building a relationship both on and off the field, getting with these guys. Something that we had been kind of talking about that didn't seem to be that important to Aaron Rodgers. So is Rodgers just there because it's mandatory, or do you think Rodgers is there because he definitely wants to start building the relationship with these young guys in this new wide receiving core? Well, I think he's here because he's required to be here. Um, I I think it's smart for him as a leader. They did talk about the day that he was here when Aaron Rodgers went to that Bucks game, and then he was also in Green Bay for a day, introduced himself, been in contact with some of the rookies texting. But, you know, like we talked about yesterday, Aaron Rodgers is the point was, I don't need summer school, okay? I'm a straight-A student. I can knock this out every year. And why'd you let these other guys get in all the reps? I'll figure it out on who I need to connect with once training camp starts. On the other hand, man, I, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's out there, he's calling, he's flying in guys, his receivers to get up with his new team. And he's at everything that Nathaniel Hackett is putting out there. And they've got extra OTAs because they got a new coaching staff. And I, and I know Russell's a little bit younger and it's a whole new team and a whole new franchise and coach and system for him. 
but you know that just it, it, that ignites where your level of intensity and the work is for all the other players. It, it brings up the competition. Oh, there's Jair Alexander. Now I see him working out today. So all that stuff, it just it just helps you get more ready for July 26th, 27th when you've got all these guys in the house. But, you know, the other basic today is some of these rookies, some of these guys that have been on practice squad, they get to get in a huddle today and tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers. They learn where they're supposed to stand in the huddle, where, where they're supposed to stand when they come to the line of scrimmage, where they're supposed to look for their little nod off, you know, before the, 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 the little check down before the snap mm-hmm. and what the cadence and get used to the cadence, just get used to the cadence. And those are the very basic things that you go try and get done on offense this, this week here in green Bay. Real quick, no questions about David Bakhtiari and his progression. So where's the level of confidence that you feel that Bakhtiari is going to be back and ready to go? LaFleur, tired of asking, uh, answering the same question, saying, well, he's working hard. He's working hard. He, he said that all last year. Finally, LaFleur said last week, you know what? Um, we pretty much got an agreement that we're not going to put David on the field until the start of training camp, and we'll see where we're at there. So David's been here. You see him walk around the facility. Matter of fact, I see him over there in the sidelines right now, like over by one of the exercise bikes. But they're not going to put him on the field or talk about it until the first week of training camp. And, and in fact, if he passes his physical. They had physicals here yesterday. So when we start taking attendance here, we're going to find out if there's some questions about some of the guys that came in there. Dean Lowry, he's been here but not participating at some of these practices. Well, little things like that that are going on. Mm-hmm. Mike, great stuff as always. Uh, keep us informed, and we will touch base soon, okay? Will do, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you go. Our own Mike Clemens on the ground in Green Bay. A little insight. Uh, they're gonna go. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. And uh, the whole thing about Bakhtiari is just a little disconcerting. It's like they don't want to answer the questions. They don't want to talk about it. If everything's okay, you want to talk about it. If everything's not or there's question marks, now you start to worry. Your level of concern after that report from Mike Clemens probably just went up a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Uh, This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. They have a great ride going out of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson this weekend. It is the Combat Vets ride. These are guys, these are men and women that uh, have seen things that you and I hope to never see in our lifetime. And that's what the ride is for. If you are looking to do a motorcycle ride this weekend, um, that is it. That is the one you head out to. Go uh, check out the website, wishd.com. That's wishd.com. Check out the events page or their Facebook page and uh, get signed up for that. Uh, The Combat Vets ride is one of the best and uh, one of the most supportable rides there is whether it's through your actual participation or a donation. But uh, these men and women have seen things that you and I hope to never see, and they do it in protection of us. So uh, by all means, head out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson and support them this weekend. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks to those of you listening to us at WMAM in Marinette. Menominee, Marinette, the surrounding areas, even over into Door County. Saying hi to Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan on the listen. If he's not doing the uh, the Golden State game, Kevin Harlan likes to listen to the program. 
Our buddy Jim Callow up there reminded me, hey, don't forget, WMAM on board as well when we were talking about the uh, the affiliates earlier. So good stuff. Glad to have you. 877-867-1670, Um, I wanted to, there's a, there's a couple of things I wanted to get to. Uh, we were talking about Bakhtiari before, and we can get back into that discussion regarding the Green Bay Packers coming up here in just a little bit. One of the uh, interests switching over to baseball is as we creep towards the All-Star game, uh, Jim Bowden, uh, the former Cincinnati Reds general manager and general manager of numerous teams, uh, enters his early All-Star team picks for the American League and the National League. And uh, his early picks... His early picks are uh, Corbin Burns, Eric Lauer, Josh Hader, all three of those guys listed, listed for those picks. So there you go. Not a bad way to go if you're the Brewers, which, uh, you know what, you can't, there, there's no way in hell that you could possibly not include Josh Hader. None. Because Hater's just been flat out fantastic. Uh, first base, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously. Uh, he he would probably be the NF, uh, the NL MVP so far. He leads the league in OPS with a one point zero three one, and p- playing some really solid defense. Freddie Freeman as a backup, uh, and yeah, Freddie Freeman's numbers now. When you start to look at what uh, what he's doing. 294, 379 on base percentage, 455 slugging percentage. Yeah, boy, he uh, he has proven to be everything and then some. And uh, for yesterday when we got into the why didn't Mark Antanasio go out and spend more money, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, you're getting a lot out of Rowdy Telez, but you certainly would love to have that Freddie Freeman bat in this lineup. Now, the Brewers unfortunately couldn't afford him, but, well, they could, but you'd probably go into the red, but I... That's one of those things where if you're this club and you look at this club and, and, and you wanted them to say, we believe we've got the pitching, we believe we've got everything in place, we just want to solidify that last corner position. And that's what you wanted and so I, when you, when, when people get upset that the Brewers don't do that one extra big deal, and now you look at the big deal they did do for Christian Yelich, who was just awful. Uh, you would have wished they would have gotten, gotten Freddie Freeman. Um. And cheddar balls, we'll get to that because that's that's a really uh, interesting point. We talked a little bit about that net last night during the cigar dinner, and I will bring that up here in a moment. Uh, second base, Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals. Uh, Trey Turner of the Dodgers at short. Francisco Lindor of the Mets, probably the backup. Third base, Manny Machado of the Padres. Uh, then Austin Riley and Olin Arenado of the Cardinals. Cardinals are having a, a pretty solid year in that regard. Right field, Mookie Betts. Center field, Harrison Bader of the Cardinals. Again, more Cardinals. Uh, Left field, Jock Peterson of the Giants. Uh, The DH, Bryce Harper. And then catcher, uh, the Cubs, Wilson Contreras. 
and this might be his final year as a Cub, you would assume. He's expected to be moved by the trade deadline. He leads all the NL catchers with nine home runs and a 916 OPS. That might be a direction you could go as well. Although I don't think the uh, Brewers are going to do a deal with uh, with the Cubs. But uh, then they have Corbin Burns, Joe Musgrove of the Padres, who we just saw, who damn near no hit the Brewers, Sandy Alcantara of the Marlins, uh, Max Fried of the Braves, and it goes on from there. And then when you get down here, you get Eric Lauer of the Brewers having a breakout season, 5-1 and one with a two thirty eight ERA. Josh Hader, best close, and, and he is listed, quote, he's the best closer of his era. Hader is all the coveted 18 of save opportunities, hasn't yielded a run in 19 appearances this season, and he will pitch the ninth inning for the National League. Should they be winning? Uh, there's Scherzer and company, and then it kind of goes on from there. But uh, at least the Brewers are getting a little bit of run, but not for a team that leads their division. Think about this now. For a team that leads their division, not one position player would be nominated to go to the All-Star game. The Mets and Braves have them. The Cardinals, even the Cubs have them. The Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants all have them. Not one position player off of this Brewers team has the nod to go into an All-Star game. Not one. Not one. That's interesting. Surprised? No, I'm not surprised, but it's it's two things I think we can take away from that. Um, one is that pitching has kept you in a lot of these games, and you've had sporadic moments, but there's nobody that's on this team that's consistent enough to be there. Nobody. And then secondly, it also gives you an attribute as to how well Craig Council has managed this team. Now, there are areas that you can argue he needs to be maybe be better. Uh, moving Christian Yelich, getting him out of that third hole. You know, maybe you can always, maybe, I should say always, maybe you can go to certain things that you would look at and say, well, you know, you'd like to do this better or that better or make this move or that move, but they're few and far between. But what's most disconcerting is when you start to look at the amount of players that the Cubs have, the Cardinals have, the Dodgers have, the Mets have. I mean, all of these teams, you've got, I can't even tell you how many Cardinals. Goldschmidt at first, uh, Edmund at second. Um, Orinato would be a backup over at third. Harrison Bader in center. So that's four position players. Four position players. Uh, the Mets have Alonzo as a backup at first. Uh, Francisco Lindor at short as a backup. Mm, uh, uh, Nimo uh, in center field. That's three. Hell, the Reds have Tyler Stap- uh, Stevenson at catcher. And I'm not talking, I'm just talking position players right now. The Phillies have Rilamudo as a backup catcher. Cubs have Contreras. The Rockies have C.J. Cron over the, to D.H. Bryce Harper, the Phillies, as a D.H. 
Um, there's Ian Happ, Marcelo Zuna, Kyle Schwarber, all with kind of like backup capability in left field. The Giants have Jock Peterson. Uh, the Dodgers have Mookie Betts. Hell, the Nationals have Juan Soto. The Braves with Austin Riley. Machado with the Padres. I mean, you go through this, there is not even the consideration for a Brewer uh, at, at any of these positions. First base, your backups to the back is with Josh Bell, Eric Hosmer, Matt Olson. No Brewer. Second base, Jeff McNeil, Jazz Chisholm. Shortstop, Dansby Swanson. Uh, third base, uh, you, you're pretty much limited there. We already went through that. Uh, Austin Riley of the Braves, Nolan Arenado of the, of the Cardinals. Right field, Starling Marte, Nick Castellanos probably as your backups. Uh, center field, Brandon Nimmo uh, the, uh, of the uh, Mets, your backup to Harrison Bader. Uh, and I mentioned Ian Happ, Marcelo Zuna, and Kyle Schwarber. And then catcher, you've got your three. No Brewer. None. No Brewer. None getting it done in the field. That's for a team that's leading their division. And I get it. There's, there's, you know, you're still winning. You're still getting it done. You can say you're kind of the, the underdog, if you will. I get that. But that's, that's disconcerting, man. Because it's not like you're not spending any money. But you were hoping Colton Wong was going to give you more. You were hoping that Christian Yelich was going to give you more. Hunter Renfro's playing well. But when you look at the Brewers, just talk about the Brewers for a minute. And, and just statistically speaking, when you look at the Brewers and Hunter Renfro, one of the best hitters you have, owes Omar Narvaez, 106 at-bats, hitting 274 with a 779 OPS. Hunter Renfro, your, your best everyday guy with 143 at-bats, hitting 266. That's your best. What's that say about the rest of the team? Rowdy Telez, 249. Give him credit because he's doing what he can. Colton Wong, 229. Christian Yelich, 218. Sucking swamp water and 0 for June. Kasten Hira, 218. Backup catcher, Victor Caratini, 217. Andrew McCutcheon, 171 at-bats, 216. We praise these guys. Willie Adamas, 130 at-bats, 208. Lorenzo Cain, 130 at-bats, 169. It's terrible. Terrible. Just, uh, it, it's a team that just does, they're all or nothing. They're they're up there in home runs, but when it comes to strikeouts, they're up there as well. They're down at the bottom when it comes to doubles, the extra base hits, nine triples. So it gives them, I think, ninth overall in Major League Baseball. But RBIs, and so, I mean, just the team just is an OPS that is not good. They're middle of the pack. Team batting average is down. Just, uh, it's it's a sporadic hitting baseball team. And so anyway, getting back to your point, and I want to go back to what Cheddarball said. And he said, um, hate to say it, but if I'm David Stearns, I'm shopping Christian Yelich. Try to move him and get rid of that contract. How? 
How? My question is, I, I get it, and the only way you're going to move them is if you decide to not only send them packing, but you find a team that's going to say, yeah, we'll take them. However, you're going to pay a majority of that contract. You're still paying the money. One of the questions last night that was posed to me, and I want to get into this, if Yelich does not hit above 250 and 15 home runs season, do we consider him a bust after the two two and a half seasons now playing under this new contract? Do you consider him a bust? 877-867-1670. I gave my opinion. I want to get yours. The question posed to me last night, if Yelich doesn't hit above 250 and 15 home runs at least this season, do we consider him a bust for the contract that he signed two and a half seasons ago? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. I want to get your thoughts on this coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.